0: Welcome to the Midfield College Film Society's first annual field trip. This year, we're heading into the Greek Isles. It'll be an immersive trip where we'll get a taste of the famous Greek hospitality. We'll explore some haunted ancient ruins and meet the wildlife and take in the beauty of these islands on the Mediterranean. But before we embark, let's meet our society members. Andy Brown from North Carolina. How's it going, Andy? Opa! Bam! That's the only Greek things I know. It's from Emerald.
1: Opa and Bam.
0: (laughs) Well, I gotta tell you, you know, Andy, they get a little wild in their festival season, so, you know, let's just uh, bring a good book, because we might need to go back (laughs) to the hotel early. They do, but I am here for it. I'm ready to party down with the Greeks. It should be a wild one. Speaking of going back to the hotel early, my partner in travel for most of my life... Where we went to Europe and couldn't go out at night because it was too dangerous. Michael,
2: <laughs> how's it going? And see, it was it was true. See all yes. see all that we missed out on. I feel uh, yeah, I feel validated yeah, in my I, narrowing I, yeah, in I don't feel quite so ripped ripped off now. I'm good. My allergies are acting up. All these frigging cats around here, man. Oh, I tell you, he got. <laughs>
0: You might as well get an extra booster shot before you go uh, for Dander or whatever. It's been a while, but I need one. Yeah. Well, and, you know, in the Queen City himself, the Presidente, the guy who uh, owns a boat, likes to go into bays suspiciously on his own time, Mr. Robert McSwain. How's it going?
3: I'm just uh, packing up my travel blanket and my first aid kit here.
0: You Um, know, I always say you got it before you leave the house. You got to have a good travel blanket.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah.
0: Can't leave him without it. I'm Jeff Crawford, always ready for a new adventure. Um, and you know, uh, an eye for the finer things I might say, uh, a man of the, of the ocean as well. So uh, excited to shove off on this European tour on the Mediterranean. Michael, tell us where we're going.
2: Today we are talking about the 1964 Disney classic The Moon Spinners, directed by James Nielsen, a Disney vet who had directed episodes of Zorro and Wonderful World of Color. Mm-hmm. Also directed Moon Pilot, Bon oh. Voyage, Summer Magic. So the my. Scarecrow of Romney Marsh All of and this adv- we need
0: to watch
2: I know, <laughs> so all, all of them. them All of them we need to watch And Oops. The Adventures of Bullwhip Griffin oh, So oh, wow. uh, a, pl- a big slate there he'll, he'll be big in our future at some point Written by Michael Dine Based on the book by Mary Stewart With um, music A soundtrack by Ron Grainer A British composer who did The theme for Doctor Who And also The Prisoner
0: Yes, he did uh he also did a uh a movie called only when i Larf. <laughs> <laughs> what and to <laughs> sir with love michael so oh there you what go. a career but yeah not a disney guy but quite a a real british 60s
2: guy yeah so. big fixture yeah only I love- when i laugh only when i laugh a uh, theme song by Terry Gilkison, a folk singer who came to work for Disney and read a bunch of things, including The Bare Necessities, oh, famously. Cool. And uh, starring Haley Mills. We're back on our Haley Mills in her fifth of six films for Disney. The great Eli Wallach as a glary individual, who we shall meet later. Uh, Peter McInery, Joan Greenwood, Irene Pappas, and Pola Negri. Pola Negri. A legendary silent film star uh, was very, very well known celebrity for sort of femme fatale, exotic. She was from Poland originally. She was an exotic femme fatale back in the silent movie days. She had not made a film in 20 years, but Disney, like Walt Disney literally like begged her to come out of retirement to be in this. That's funny. So, I don't know if, like, Walt, like, had a thing for her, like, back in the 20s when she was, like, this sex symbol or something. Like, uh, you know, he had a had a flame for her from back in those days or what. But, like, he personally appealed to her. He brought her out to California and, like, appealed to her to, like, please be in the movie because she was reluctant to do it. And uh, they they sent her to England. He's like, don't worry. I'll take care of everything. All you have to do is act. So, uh, they sent her. This was filmed in Crete and at Pinewood Studios in England. It's well, so. like the, not the only time he did that, right? With an old film star. Uh, yeah, you've got in a lot of in a lot of movies they'll bring out sort of uh, older older individuals. Um, and in Pollyanna, you've got Adolf Manjou and people like that. Hmm. So, uh, but yeah, this is a this is a deep cut. This was her last her last film. Although she lived till 1987. Oh, uh,
0: and back to Pinewood, King Arthur's Court, right? That's where they uh, filmed that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Andy, I'm going to go out on a limb and think you, you have not seen the Moon Spinners.
1: I had never seen the Moon Spinners. I have now, of course, but I, uh, I had no idea what I was getting into. Um, and you know, I was really into this thing. I I was wondering if you would be because I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, I'm a big Hitchcock fan. And so there was a lot of shadows of Hitchcock in this. Definitely. But, uh, but I will say this, like the beautiful uh, coastline of Crete, I know they do a lot of uh, uh, cliff diving there and this movie takes a cliff dive near the end. And uh, (laughs) so, yeah, it it wasn't all just, uh, (laughs) it wasn't Uh, all uh, (laughs) just beautiful waters and there's there's some, there's some issues with it. So I'm looking forward to
0: talking about it. We're just going to have to talk about that. Yeah. uh, But it's very different than the, the kind of middle of the road, midfield fair, I would say. Uh, Definitely. This is a
3: far departure. Yeah. Yeah. You hadn't seen this
0: one, Robert, had you?
3: I have not seen a, seen it at all. Yeah, and uh, I don't want to give away too much here, but uh, I mean, I'm probably in the same boat with Andy.
0: We're giving it away, guys. We're giving it away. We we should just get into this thing. So, Andy, you have the uh, first first watch. You can say, will you take us into the world of the Moon Spinners? <laughs>
1: distributed by buena vista you know i'm i've become fond of this intro when when i see this one i'm like okay i like this already
0: it's so varied i love that about the buena vista one it's like yeah
1: always a little a little different and boy what an intro because the music immediately pulled me in come on yes i I was right there but i have to admit i was confused by the windmills because i was like that's this is an odd music combination for holland (laughs) because <laughs> uh, apparently that's all I know about windmills. <laughs> yeah, we got this kind of uh, Mediterranean gypsy-sounding music going on. Um, I was I was really into it. And as the credits roll, we find out that of course this movie was shot uh, on location on the Greek island of Crete, and we're treated to the, some beautiful shots of the Crete uh, landscape and the Crete people doing their thing with boats and whatnot, and some Greek ruins.
3: What do you guys uh, uh, what do you guys think of that opening?
1: Well, yeah, well, I was gonna say yeah, it was like, I, but I want to go back to the music real quick before because uh, yeah. the the lyrics, Moon Spinners, spin me a moon tonight. Moon Spinners, spin it with a silver light. Spin it on the sea, let the waters glow. Shine it on the treasures lying far below. So yeah, what did you guys think of that?
0: Uh, I was so thrilled. Um, <laughs> the you know, the location shot, the kind of exotic uh, climate, the, the balalaikas and windmills. Come on. Um, uh, the the song was really funny to me, the, <laughs> the lyric, but the tune, I thought, excellent. It's very moody, uh, so it's like kind of happy, but the melody is kind of spooky. Uh, yeah. The arrangement's really spooky, so... Yeah, it is. It's setting the stage for something. Definitely.
3: And I was Definitely. look, I was looking for clips to put into our teaser, like, I heard this song, and that was, I mean, I was like, well, I just got to put the song in, because I, I thought the song was amazing. Like, it just, yeah, it blew my socks off. But, I mean, I think the opening, it's just the static shots were kind of boring. I mean, they were, aesthetically, they looked good, but, I mean, I just kind of felt like they were really slow-paced, and I don't know, maybe I was wanting more.
1: What were you wanting?
3: (laughs) Well, I mean, we've seen stuff, but I mean, their openings before, like, well, I mean, it's kind of, I guess you can't really compare it to Herbie, but, um, I guess that were more gripping for me and pulled, pulled me into the story more quickly uh, than, than just slow pans. And
2: for me, it felt like they were like, we're getting our money's worth out of going on location. Like we're going to shoot all this stuff and use it. So it's like, yeah, we're here. We're here for real.
3: I guess I wanted more shots and at a faster pace, maybe than just one every like it felt like every ten or fifteen seconds.
2: What I what
1: I got was I felt like this is a different kind of movie. This oh, is yeah. not this is not a silly just blah, blah you know your silly family you know Herbie like movie. This is something different, and I think if I don't know to me it fit. I thought it was was fine. I was okay with it. Uh, but it's kind of funny that you mentioned Herbie because. In the next scene, you know, once yes. the intro credits are over, I kind of like Man, Herbie should show up right about
2: now. <laughs> there's he so much. There's so much Herbie uh, similarity in this scene. Totally, he yeah, he sort have so we, fit in got, down
1: there. Could, yeah, we've got this bus traveling on the road that's hugging the Crete coastline, and it's loaded down with cargo, honking its horn at people in the middle of the road riding donkeys because apparently that's everywhere in Crete. Um, and it's a rather crowded bus too, full of travelers two of which are English ladies Frances Ferris, played by Joan Greedwood, and her niece Nikki Ferris, played by the great Haley Mills. Well, like I said, this bus is so crowded that some of the folks are having to stand in the aisle, uh, one of which is a man holding a smelly dead fish that happens to be swinging in front of Nikki's face constantly. Poor Nikki tells her Aunt Fran that she thinks she's about to be sick. So her aunt gives her some smelling salts to distract her until they reach their destination. Well, it's not enough for her. So they swap seats so that Nikki can get some air and stick her head out the window like a dog. Um, (laughs) Fran, in the most English way, asks the man if he could put the fish somewhere else. But he doesn't seem to understand them and lets the fish continue to dangle in their faces. This is totally the buzz from Herbie Goes
2: Bananas, though. (laughs) It is. Yes. It really is. I I love that they couldn't, like, I don't know if they weren't allowed, I'm sure they were allowed to say it, but they didn't, like, say, like, I'm going to be sick or, like, I'm going to throw up. She's like, I'm going to be, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, you can't, you can't say it. It's too delicate to say.
1: (laughs) Fran again tries to distract Nikki, saying she should uh, try and recite the Jabberwocky. <laughs> <Jabberwock>. <laughs> and she's like, think of the, remember the illustrations. I was like, this is this is odd. I get maybe it was a thing. Don't know. It's yeah. very British. Yeah, like, let's let's
2: close your eyes and think of the jabberwock uh,
1: Luckily, the ladies arrive at their stop soon and depart the heavily crowded bus with their belongings, and um, they ride into town on donkeys that a local kid has provided for them, just as a local wedding is taking place.
3: Side saddle donkey riding looked I, really.
2: I, the side saddle donkey riding looked so dangerous. <laughs>
3: like, and uncomfortable <then> <laughs> and just awkward. And <clears throat> I mean, they were God.
2: barely, barely maintaining their balance on top of those donkeys. I'm like, you know, you're very genteel with your side saddle, but you may just want to <laughs> bite the bullet on this one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, they're British though, but so, Yeah. but uh, I just, uh, I kept thinking, I wonder how many takes they did, how many times they fall off of them. I don't know. And,
2: uh, well, when that bus leaves, it like peels out and like kicks up a huge <laughs> cloud of like dust and rocks on Haley Mills. Yeah. <laughs> She's just like caught in the crossfire.
3: I kept having like, like visions of Haley Mills being like a complete diva and like, you know, yelling and cussing and screaming at, <laughs> <laughs> at PAs. <laughs>
2: Uh, this kid very Paco adjacent.
1: Yes, man. There there are some reflections of that in there. It's crazy how there's little things like that that keep popping up. So, anyways, yeah. So they've come into town, and the whole, whole town has turned out for this wedding that's taking place. And they join them. They you know they welcome them and say join the celebration. And I mean, I gotta admit, this I thought this was awesome. I just really liked the whole wedding scene. I liked the parade. Mm-hmm. I liked the costumes or the clothing that they're wearing, the music, um, the people. I mean, everything just looked very, very authentic. And I, I'm sure it was.
0: They just got a bunch of locals and said, let's do this. It's funny you say that because I just wrote that it feels so much not like a Disney movie. It's pretty wild at this point. So mm-hmm. it's funny that you, and I, and I too, I mean, I thought it was really amazing. It feels. I don't know. Part of it feels like a documentary. Cause it just feels very real at the, at the wedding part, you know, it yeah. feels just like you're there, but, uh, it also just feels like something out of a, a different studio. So very cool, uh, little difference here. Definitely. Well, the wedding party
1: parades through the streets, of the small Creek village, uh, seaside village. And, uh, the young boy, Alexis, like you said, Paco adjacent <laughs> points to, um, points to his family's hotel and a closer shot reveals that the hotel's name is the moon spinners and it's run by alexis's mother sophia um sophia is prepping for the wedding party who are coming to the hotel to have their reception and she needs some help so she calls upon her brother stratos who's resting in his room
0: what uh, what do you want from me (laughs) <laughs> with, with a book over his eyes and a cigarette in his mouth Yeah, is he reading your <laughs> book, Michael? I, I, I wrote that down, it looks like your book, Michael It, it re- does, it did The, think the about the, that but yeah, he is, is. He's reading your book it's Smoking Do not bother me when I'm <laughs> reading these
2: fascinating stories of Disney history Can't believe this
0: auto train
1: <laughs> Stratos is not interested in helping at all Even though it is their cousin who got married We find out that Stratus has been living abroad in London for a while, but has recently returned home unexpectedly. And since he's returned, he's been kind of a jerk. Uh, He doesn't want any guests staying at the hotel. He's got some sort of cat and mouse game going with this uh, other Englishman who happens to be there. This old Englishman, they say. But um, and he's also been—I was just saying—he's also been really getting into astrology, and (laughs) uh, and now. And now that I get that part, because I mean we're in like the early '60s, and he was in swinging London for a while. So, yeah. Age of
2: Aquarius, man. Yeah, oh, I was so gonna nice. say, imagine Stratos <laughs> in 1964 London, like Carnaby Street, right? <laughs> and. He's in the middle of a hard day's night and it's mm-hmm. just sour Stratos. Why
0: are they screaming? I, um, keep, <laughs> I keep
1: imagining the opening scene of Austin Powers and then Stratos standing there being like, what's going on? <laughs>
2: glaring. <laughs> just glaring silently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We so,
0: yeah. we've we've said in all the lead up to this, there's a lot of glaring. This man <laughs> is, is always be glaring, man. He is tightly wound,
2: guys. He is. And so much of his problems could be avoided by just chilling out. Oh, like, yeah. People wouldn't ask questions if you would just chill out and be like a nice, like, everybody else is like, ha-ha, welcome. Just be a happy Greek dude. Like, and no what, what are you doing like here? Him. Yeah. You instantly invite <laughs> questions. Yeah. We'll let you stay here. No, you must go. <laughs> He's so sweaty. He's he is so, so
0: sweaty. sweaty. Yes. Now, did that come naturally? Or did they have to like sweat him pre every take? I feel That's like it's natural, natural talent. It looks like natural glow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got a set sprayer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Stratus does not like that. His sister has been so observant watching him and he warns her to stay out of his business. Are you watching me? <laughs> He says, "If she does, she'll have all the money she'll ever need." But Sophia asks, "How that? How's that possible?" Because
0: yeah,
1: she's like, "How's that even possible?" And he's like, "By staying one step ahead of chance," which she rebukes: "The chance or the law." Mm. So right then, we get our first little bit of,
0: "Hmm, what's mm. going on, with this guy?" But but hold on. Can we talk about this place they're at? Because I want to live there. I thought I wanted to live there until later, and then I saw another place I wanted to live. But,
3: (laughs) man, Mm -hmm.
2: these sets are amazing. Yeah, production design in this movie is really bringing it. This this whole place is, like, fantastic. And, you know, the indoor-outdoor, go out on a balcony, and you're Mm -hmm. out, out by the bay there. Levels. A lot of levels. So many levels. It's like... And it's all in that sort of white, um, I guess, stucco, I guess yeah, is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like Xanadu, House of the Future, but themed to Greece. Right.
1: Stratus doesn't like any of this at all. And before Sophia leaves him, she tells him to go to church because that astrology stuff is works of the devil. Yes. Amen,
2: sister. <laughs> all I could think of was uh, Kathy Bates and the Water Boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the devil. Astrology <laughs> is the devil.
1: <laughs> well, meanwhile, the wedding party has arrived and the celebration has begun. There's another man at the hotel, and I'm not sure I ever caught who he was, but uh, he seems to glare at Nikki too, yeah. and and, uh, yeah. and her aunt as they come in, and <laughs> as if he's not happy they're there, they're there either, and. Uh, it's- <laughs> So
0: we got two like scowling Greeks. (laughs) Like, did they did they have a first cut of this where like there wasn't the glaring, and then they like went and recut it? They're like, I don't know if these guys seem suspicious enough. Like, we might need to like turn it up a little bit. Maybe there should be a couple of extra shots because it seems like there's just all these cutaway shots. Like, "Mm, what? uh, mm, It's it's got a very James.
1: It's got a very yeah. James Bond kind of thing going on. Yeah. Yes. He, making yeah. a mess. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of James. There's, there's. When there's a henchman <laughs> who sees him, James Bond and like starts glaring at him and watching him, and he's going to go run and tell somebody else. And Yeah. Okay. yeah. Immediately, Aside from vibe. like the
2: Hitchcock vibes of this movie, there's also a lot of James Bond vibes. Totally
1: yes. Vibes. Well, Aunt Frances notices the hotel name, and Alexis tells them that the Moon Spinners is from an old song. He then calls out to his mother that they have two visitors from England, two nice but,
0: old Lord. ladies and Nikki and so, Fran are. I mean, yeah. Uh, here's one thing. She reserved the hotel, but they didn't know the name of it. Now they're suspicious. Right. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad
1: you said it. Yeah. So Nikki and Fran are offended that they were called old, but then they find it amusing. And then Sophia comes over uh, and this other man, they kind of exchange like some more glances and, you know, they like something's going on. And then she comes to greet Nikki and Fran, but. Rather coldly, I might add. And then Fran introduces herself asking if she had received their telegram that Nikki had sent the day before, just like Jeff said. But then Sophia is confused saying that there was no telegram. And then mm. to me, she like looks over at this other dude. And I think it's like one of these things where she Sophia realized that this other guy received the telegram, but just didn't tell her or something like that. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I was trying to read, trying to figure out how that all that played
3: yeah, out. I couldn't f- quite figure out Sophia's game at this point. Like,
1: Yeah. But Sophia is like, she, gets, she rather rudely informs them that there, there are no rooms available to them, which surprises <laughs>
0: Alexis. He's very glad that there's there. I mean, if you were to go to a hotel that you may or may not have a reservation at, Probably don't, if you don't know the name of it. And you get there, and they're like, there's no rooms. There's no rooms. There's no rooms. What are you doing here? Like, you'd be like, we should really stay
2: here. We've got to, like, push this through. Right. We're going to, like, stick to our guns. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, really, it really is just a hilariously sort of imperial England. Yes, Yes. Sort of, like, we are going to sleep in the lobby if you don't let us stay here. And you people
1: yeah for, it's, Francis, it, it's a pretty cringe worthy moment because Francis mm-hmm. follows like you guys were saying follows Sophia demanding that if they can't stay there then they should then she should find a room for them somewhere else in the village even so they were demanding that much oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they, even Alexis is like the, he's like well, well, mom why can't they just stay here why can't you just give them one of the empty rooms and she kind of shushes him away Yeah, he's and,
2: not helping the family. he's like we well, got lots of empty yeah. rooms <laughs> Chill out,
1: Paco <laughs> and Nikki and Fran insist that they must be given her one of those rooms. Uh, and like you said, if they, they don't, they're not given one. They're just going to sleep right there in the hotel lobby floor. It's like check your privilege, there, lady. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, Sophia finally gives in once you know she looks at Alexis and she knows what how happy would make Alexis. So she gives in, and uh, and with a smile, she tells tells them that they can stay in one of the room upstairs. And, uh, and as for food, Nikki says, you know, she'd be fine with anything. But then it keeps going. Oh, Aunt friends, like, I want a three-course dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and Nikki's like, shut up. Yeah, what? <laughs> well, then the strange dude comes over to talk to Sophia. And now my Greek is a bit rusty. But I'd say he wasn't happy with her for letting the two outsiders have a room. But she, you know, Sophia shuts him down pretty quickly. Well, then upstairs, Alexis is showing the ladies to their room, saying it's the very best room with nice beds, nice table, nice chairs. And he opens the balcony doors to a nice expansion and a beautiful overlook of the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah, I was, I was smitten with that too. I was like, God, I want to go here. Place. Yeah, that was amazing. nice, incredible. Was but nice again, expansion. this attitude
2: they have of like. It's like you're drawing way more attention to your shenanigans by being weird about everything than you would be if you were just like jolly hosts. And like, let's, you know, we'll book you a tour up in the mountains tomorrow and get you out of here. Right. right And I mean, it's, it's too- just because, I mean, they're clearly not, they're not MI5 agents or anything. Well, the clearly. other thing
0: is like, how often is is Stratos engaged in his henching? And we'll find out not very often. So like what, I mean, couldn't there be something like you said for like 15 minutes to, to like yeah. cover up what he's doing? It's like,
2: I need he, quiet he all day long. Potter's around Leave most of the time anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah I think the, well, that just seems to be an ongoing theme. Just the, the drawing more attention than necessary yeah, to yourself. I love it. <laughs>
1: I mean, the next uh, thing he could do is start walking around like a trench coat. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> so, come on, man.
1: Well, Nikki is wondering why Alexis's mama didn't want them staying with her, and uh, he says it's because of his uncle Stratos, who, since coming back from London, doesn't like anyone. But it's okay because Alexis likes them both, so everything's okay. Uh, it's, it's a really cheerful kid. I was I was okay with he, he. I could see how he could get annoying if we had too much of Alexis, but I was okay with Alexis at this point. Yeah, well, just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> I well, just, mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, the strange man, this other strange dude, he he comes in with their luggage, and he refuses a tip from Fran walking away. But Alexis is like, are you crazy? <laughs> and he gladly takes the tip.
2: Keep your king's money. I don't want it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, suddenly, Uncle Stratus barges in, suspiciously demanding to know what they're doing there. And we find out that Aunt Francis is a musicologist who collects folk songs, and that's what has brought them to the village. Now, Stratus agrees to let them stay, but he says they must leave the next day on the bus. And uh, I think they say something about this Cretan hospitality, and they kind of like laugh.
2: Yeah, they have a little like session after he leaves. Like, can you believe these people? <laughs> <laughs> i Is did that, like the background of her being a musicologist though i thought that was an interesting that was really clever pitch, right? i thought
0: yeah, yeah uh, surprising um because apparently yeah. they had heard about this village and from the
1: other place that they were staying and someone told them about it. and then, then so then they made arrangements to come here yeah, and they the,
0: keep it up later i mean they they, they follow through it's not yeah. just
1: a throwaway yeah yeah um, well, after the two unpack, Nikki goes out on the balcony and notices a handsome, well-tanned man returning in his boat to the dock just outside the hotel. The strange dude who we've been kind of seen hanging around, we find out his name is Lambus, and he helps this young Englishman back uh, from the, do- the boat onto the dock. And when asked what he's been up to by Lambus, this young fellow says that he's been skin diving, spearfishing in the Bay of Dolphins. Uh, then Uh the movie takes a mysterious turn, I think, at this point. Because so far, we've just kind of seen some glares and stuff, but then the music cue immediately just turns dark. Mm. And this young man says to Lambus, and how much did you see? Accusing him of watching and following him. Then he walks off. And, and so when that happened, I was like, whoa. So what, what's going on here? This movie is very different than what I'm expecting.
2: Yeah, uh, like when you compare it to like Pretty much any of the other movies from this era. Like compare right. this right. to absent minded professor. This is a different kind of movie for sure. Cause there uh it is like high suspense and high drama. And I mean, this this British guy clearly not playing his cards close to his vest because he's like, I know <laughs> no. I know I'm doing things and I know you're watching me do things and so there.
0: There's a lot of not playing cards close to the vest, as we've already said, but it's it's funny with these two Stratos and him how that one of them does something and the other one's like, mm. and then like a <laughs> minute later they're like, getting running after him. Yeah.
1: Well, this this Englishman has caught Nikki's attention. Oh boy, she's suddenly very interested, him. And she's interested in dressing up and getting downstairs to join that wedding celebration as soon as possible. Well, soon thereafter, the ladies arrive downstairs and Nikki quickly spots the striking young Englishman who, um, who she points out to her aunt uh, as the old Englishman. And they kind of chuckle and Francis agrees that he's very charming. And then uh, this young man, he, he notices them, too, and he comes over to introduce himself. And then they kind of have to go to like a little a more quiet area because this party is like rocking. This is a uh, bumping
0: party. <laughs> really? <laughs> so they go find
1: a more quiet place to talk. And he introduces himself as Mark Camden and he invites them to join him for dinner. Well, while serving drinks, Uncle Stratus notices that the three have kind of found each other. And, uh, and now he's even more suspicious. I mean I, I mean how much more could you turn up the glare? Well <laughs> <laughs> oh, much more, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm, probably so. But the three English travelers chit chat about Greece for a bit until the nervously excited Nikki brings up Uncle Stratus. And now she's surprised he let and or how she surprised it. He let Mark stay in the hotel as well as that just like the, he let them stay. Well Mark says that. Stratus is an odd man who is constantly poring over astrology books and has charms and fetishes like a witch doctor. Then <laughs> uh, they kind of share a laugh about how it would take a witch doctor to improve Stratus's mood. Uh, and then Alexis returns to their table with a platter of food, which uh, has an octopus's tentacle, and he kind of starts teasing Mickey with it. It's like, here you go, have this.
2: I wondered uh, if that was, like, scripted or not. Because I love her reaction. He's like, "Hey, I my this," and she's like, bah! it's a funny I just reaction." Wanna,
0: yeah, it is. I, I want to know what's in that little uh, crock pot he's got going on Ooh. all day and night over there in the like pizza oven. The yeah, right. Uh, that's what they need to get into. All
1: right, let's establish some age. How old
2: is is Nikki? How old is Haley Mills in this? Yeah, <laughs> the eternal question. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, she was eighteen. Because I saw some, I was looking at some reviews of it from the time and they were extraordinarily creepy. Like these, like newspaper Mm. reviews of these guys, like Ailey Mills blossoming at 18. (laughs) It's like really unpleasant. Um, But yeah, so like your
0: creepy 60s newspaper voice. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Lost me at
2: 18. All right. What about Mark though?
3: I don't know. Twenty, like, like early twenties, right? Three, like early twenties, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That's
1: what I'd say. Yeah. Okay, that's about where I was thinking too. I just want to make sure it wasn't just me.
0: It's not like a uh, Haley Mills Ingrid uh, that darn cat age difference. No, no, no. Call. Well, uh, so yeah, they're
1: look, talking about having they're having dinner, and Alexis has brought in the octopus tentacle and everything. Well, meanwhile, Lambus and Stratus are talking about the three travelers and Lambus points out that stratus knows who mark really is i was like oh man this is getting good he's and he knows why he's there but Lambus doesn't understand why stratus doesn't just send mark away but stratus has other plans concerning mark for later that evening well the partying and the dancing continues as the three brits sit at a table and stratus brings them some drinks now he's kind of cool in this moment he's like laid back
2: yeah, it's so Stratus weird. Is. It's like if he'd been like this the whole time, no one would say anything.
1: Yeah, it's
2: like, hey, <laughs> He's
1: like, hey, welcome to greet. Well, Stratus brings him some drinks, and then Fran asks him why the hotel is called the Moon Spinners. Because I guess she wasn't <laughs> she wasn't satisfied with uh, Alexis's answer. Well, Stratus says it's from a legend of the three sisters uh, who spin the full moon. But Mark says that he heard that. It has something to do with a sunken treasure in a ship at the bottom of the Bay of Dolphins. Uh, Stratus, he's playing it cool, uh, saying that there are many tales like this in Crete. But Mark kind of keeps pushing him and he's saying that, as he understands it, when the moon is full, you're supposed to be able to see the treasure at the bottom of the bay. And then turns to look at Stratus, asking him directly if he thinks there are any treasures at the bottom of the bay. Well, Stratus mysteriously replies that there are sharks and many dangerous octopus among the rocks, warning Mark not to go swimming there. But Mark points out that he frequently sees Stratus there in his boat. And Stratus just gives him this reply saying, let us hope I do not fish you out one day without an arm or leg.
2: Nobody oh, has man. any chill in this. Nobody. They're just, they're just putting it all out there. <laughs> they are. <laughs>
1: They really are. And I was, you know, they didn't show Nikki and Fran at this point, but truly they've got to be like looking at each other, like, what's up with these two? (laughs) Right. What is happening? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sweet Alexis invites the three to come meet the bride and groom. And as a gift from Fran, she uh, wants to give them a scarf that (laughs) Nikki gave her earlier. She's going to re-gift it. <laughs> uh, and she, she, she so she asks Nikki to go back to the room and retrieve it, and get, also get Fran's tape recorder to record the music. Uh, but when Nikki goes back to the room, she finds Stratus in their room going through their belongings. And Stratus makes up a lie, saying that he's come up there to get some of his books. Since uh, yeah, that's that's what I was doing. Uh, not not that's very believable. believable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's t- this must to be my room, you know. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, Nikki clearly doesn't believe him, and she's even more suspicious of him when he suggests that Mark is an old friend of theirs, which, of course, isn't true since they had just met him. Mm. But then um, Stratus leaves, and Nikki soon rejoins the wedding celebration to dance to the festive music. Well, Mark and uh, and Nikki are dancing, and they notice Stratus and Lambus watching them again. And they, now they're they're catching on a little bit because Nikki even says to Mark, "She's like, they're staring at us again." It's, uh, <laughs>
2: I love how there's like two and two, groups of two and two, just standing, staring at each other at a distance. (laughs) (laughs) This is when uh,
0: Stratus is wearing the members only jacket. Oh, I love that. Yes. He had a (laughs) a wardrobe change. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nikki
1: lets on to Mark that she thinks there's something pretty sinister about the whole family. Except for Alexis, of course. But uh, she, she can tell there's something up. Uh, and um, well, changing the subject, Mark invites Nikki to go swimming with him the next day in the Bay of Dolphins, and she's being smitten with him. She readily accepts. Then, in an odd moment, Mark and Nikki decide to just shatter the whole Greek tradition dancing thing, and they just decide to really let go yeah. <laughs> and begin doing the twist. I love this, whomp, whomp. which was like strange because it confused me. It confused the other wedding guests, but then they kind of, they seem delighted by it. They're into it.
2: They're uh, everybody starts doing the twist
1: back behind the hedge, though. There's Stratus and Lamba's just still staring. (laughs) Just these young people having fun. Well, the wedding celebration is winding down and the guests begin to leave. Mark and Nikki make final arrangements for meeting up the next morning. And they look up at the moon discussing its brilliance. Turns out that Marky kind of pegs Nikki as a romantic. And just before parting, he says the moon spinners must be working full time tonight. Well, Nikki heads off to bed, but Mark turns quickly as if he's about to head off on a secret mission. He's like whoop whoop and takes off running. But before he can, Stratus calls out to him and invites him to go night fishing with him all while he's kind of holding this. Menacing, menacing to looking. this like, night fishing with me. <laughs> like spear. <laughs> Looks like Aquaman standing here. Yeah. Uh, Mark declines watch and watches Stratus get in his boat that takes off across the water. Then <laughs> suddenly, Mark takes off running. There but we, we go. We that's, don't know where he's going though, but we just know he's going somewhere in fast. <laughs> yeah. But then to make it even more mysterious, here comes Lambus out of the shadows and he starts following him from a distance while carrying
0: a rifle. Yeah, like, what Ooh. kind of rifle is this?
2: Like a World War II rifle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> World
0: War I, I mean, yeah,
3: yeah. World War One, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say, World
0: War One. Yeah. Up up in there, a lot of wood. A lot of wood. Yeah, It looked like, you know,
1: speaking of the Godfather, it looks like something that, you know, when they're watching Michael, when Michael's in Sicily. Oh,
3: yeah, he's up in Sicily. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Up in their room, Nikki is brushing her hair, talking with her aunt about how she wishes that she could do something with her face to improve
2: her allure. Um, I wish I had what the magazines call allure. <laughs> There's also this strange,
1: I don't know, did you guys notice this? It was on the Disney Plus version. There's a strange film defect that happened at that very moment. Did you, want yeah, to see that?
2: I thought that was weird. I was like, do you, do you guys have not have a perfect print of that? I thought that was strange. Yeah, we could have taken that
1: out, especially like a digital remastering of it or something. Anyways, uh, the two go on about Nikki's looks and they talk about Mark inviting her to go swim with him. When Fran says that she thinks he has a mysterious quality about him, too. Uh, they turn out the light and they, the two head off to sleep. But just as they do, we jump back to following Mark in a rather awful day for night scene
3: yeah Uh, yes that's what i was getting i I was waiting for you to get back so i could point that out that it was it was the cinematography was horrible for this day for night shots i was so irritated about
1: it yeah Yeah, it was pretty bad and mark is like been running up the coast following stratus to the bay of dolphins we assume and uh, mark climbs down the cliffs closer to the water to get a better look at to see what stratus is up to but mark he disturbs some rocks and uh, Stratus hears him and he turns his spotlight on that he has out in his boat to find him. And I think explicitly, Mark is jumping back and forth between boulders. It's like, dude, just stay still. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: hit the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> he hops over here. He's like a, he's
1: like a <laughs> rabbit. Uh, and just then, Lambus arrives and he's got his rifle and he's like, <laughs> he's like all right, I'm going to shoot this guy. And we don't really know why, but he takes a shot at Mark and he misses the first time. But then the second time he hits him and he sends Mark into the water. So then at that moment, Lambus and Mark, or excuse me, Lambus and Stratus move in closer. Uh, Stratus is in his boat, of course, and Lambus from the, the cliff, but they don't see Mark anywhere on land or water. And uh, guys, this driller is starting to heat up. Yeah. Has this Mark has a back- couple
2: of feel, a couple of falls in this movie that really call for a Dean Jones whoa whoa whoa. And this was one of them. It was a different movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: We need to do a re edit for it. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So this trains Act One to a close.
3: Back at the hotel, Nikki is making some small talk and is told that Mark has split. He's left town. He's scrammed on the morning bus. As she leaves, Stratos does some solid balcony glaring and then gets some freshly purchased collared shirts from the drawers Can from Mark's just, room.
0: Yeah. I mean, but, but my man, Stratos has some starch in his shirt. Those things are... <laughs> yeah, they could stand up on their own. That's right. He's a fresh, fresh, albeit sweaty.
3: So he's uh, going through Mark's room and he's uh, filling up Mark's suitcase. He pauses to glare at his passport. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Passport, he's not married. (laughs) On the beach, Nikki finds a shoe, but thinks nothing of it and wanders up. Yeah, what is (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's a shoe here. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Thinks nothing of it and tosses it back into the sand and uh, wanders up the hill to a chapel. Uh, she takes uh, takes in some wall paintings in the chapel and uh, of various saints and holy figures until she notices some blood on the floor.
1: Boom! I'm in again. I'm a, I'm right here. I'm like, this is mm-hmm. great. The design this lead, of this
2: chapel is really cool.
3: This leads her to a, a a bloody handprint on a door jam. Now,
1: double boom! I'm double in now. I'm really in. I'm digging this movie at this point.
3: <laughs> she follows the trail down a spiral staircase into a crypt. She walks up to the coffins when suddenly, without cause, a bloody hand shoots into frame.
0: <laughs> that actually got me. I have to say, they did a good <laughs> job of keeping it. It, it got really quiet um, before that. It's not like it was like building up. The, well, the I- score was doing <laughs> really well, but the, the bloody hand was like, ah.
3: Oh, I, I got to tell you, The shot, it's effective for suspense. But I just found it a bit ridiculous. I mean, I've never oh, been, was, yeah, <laughs> never been in a situation where I've been hurt and wanted to shoot my hand up it was into the air. Absolutely <laughs>
1: ridiculous. Like, hey, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it felt very much of the
0: era. I mean, there's
1: oh yeah, a I mean
3: that was Hitchcock. People. That's that's what yeah. it felt like. But
0: yeah. uh, a lot of blood already. This is yeah. also unusual. This is like a, I mean, Treasure Island's the only place we've seen blood to this point, and it's yeah, a good not point. much. It's like ketchup.
3: Yeah. So Mark falls over from behind the tomb and startles Nikki. She attends to him and sees if uh, he's been and sees that he's been shot. It's a weird wound though. Yes. It's It's a weird arm wound
2: because it's (laughs) like he got shot like direct, direct on his arm, (laughs) like straight in uh, on his shoulder or something like, I don't know. It's just kind of funny the way it is.
3: Mark is being very vague at this point. Doesn't want any help from doctors or, or anyone to know that he's there.
2: Very vague.
3: He sends her back uh, for some clothes and a bottle of brandy. So yeah. Nikki arrives back at the hotel to see Stratos throwing back some shots. In and Mar- in Mark's room, uh, she finds all of his stuff is gone.
1: I just want to add one other thing that before he sends her back though, she like gives him a thermos and suddenly
0: he has no problem using that arm to hold the thermos. <laughs> there's a <laughs> lot of that coming. Yeah. There's a lot of, what about the arm? In our future. Yeah.
3: yeah. She sneaks around upstairs, just missing being seen uh, by Stratos, and grabs a few items uh, from her room. Uh, down in the restaurant uh, of the hotel, Aunt Frances is recording a very low energy recording of the song Moon Spinners <laughs> um, being sung. So. <laughs> Jeff, how would you describe the vibe of this recording here?
0: Uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's too early. You know, I used to say there's no music, good music made before 11 o'clock in the morning. And clearly they're, <laughs> they're violating some protocol here. It, it, it's it's like the
2: little old there. ladies guild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the old ladies from uh, Three Amigos from Santa Poco. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I bet, you know, they thought this lady was crazy. Uh, whether or not in real life or in fiction or somewhere in between, um, like I'm not singing this Moonspinner song. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so Nikki sneaks past and over to the bar where she grabs the bottle of brandy much to the confusion of one of the little old ladies and in a screening room. So, somewhere Walt Disney puts down his Hormel chili and Billy laughs for a solid 30
2: seconds. <laughs> this old lady's take is great. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I don't even know if it was acting or not, but it was it unexpected was... too. I was like, this is a,
1: a strange beat. I mean, I'm enjoying this yeah, kind of yeah. Beat, but it was strange for it to happen.
0: It was. Uh, I, and I was like, she's gonna like, like yell and hilly Mills will get caught. No, it's just a little
3: bit of whatever the Greek it. equivalent of, of, uh, Dios mio. Yeah. Is. <laughs> Ay, Dios mio. Nikki gets out undetected, stops to pick up uh, the shoe off the beach, which was thus thoughtful of her. Uh, aunt Frances stops to question Stratos about her missing, uh, her traveling rug. Which, uh, what's a traveling rug? I think I called it a blanket earlier, but it was a traveling rug.
2: Ah, yes. Like a flying carpet.
3: And she mentions that her first aid kit was missing. So Stratus is a... Okay, so Stratus is a grouch and uh, doesn't want them there. So why is Francis talking to him? I mean, it seems like she should be talking to Alexis or his mom. I don't know why she's approaching Stratus with all her questions, but.
2: Yeah, he is not the valet. He does not care. And he probably just stole them to begin with. So he's not going (laughs) to tell you.
3: Stratus uh, becomes suspicious and heads off to investigate. In the crypt, Nikki finds Mark sleeping in one of the unoccupied tombs. Mark takes a few quick tugs on the brandy bottle and Nikki fixes him up, sort of. Nikki keeps pressing Mark and Mark keeps saying to butt out.
0: I tell you what, if I was Mark, I'd take off those pants. They look really tight and painful. It's like if I've got this blaster wound he has,
2: take <laughs> off the pants, man, or at least just unzip the top. I know you got to do like this after Thanksgiving dinner sort of (laughs) comfort move because uh, yeah, those are, those are too tight to be lounging around in. You know, uh,
1: something something I thought of was, you know, we were talking about how the, has a James Bond feel. He has the same, a similar suit that James Bond has. All he needs was a, he has that gray
2: with the suit with the white Mm -hmm. shirt. All he needed was a black tie and he would have looked just like him. Yeah. That's a good point. I like the line where she's like, "Should I dig something out of <laughs> like the wound?" He's like, "No." <laughs> it's like, "No, just leave it. Leave leave it in there."
1: But this is so dark for a Disney movie. Yeah. It is so
0: dark. And it's funny to me like Nikki's participation in this darkness. I I wrote Robert last night. It's like Nikki is kind of and this will be more later. She's kind of like the dude in the Big Lebowski, where yeah. she just like <laughs> keeps working her way into these situations, and just kind of is just like, "Well, what? You gotta stop that! I don't know." <laughs> it's like what?
2: She just kind of like relentlessly upbeat, no matter what happens. Yeah. Like, well, here we are. Yeah. I gotta Another- get you to
0: a doctor. What is going?
2: I yeah, oh, yeah. just heard like the, the bigger Nikki metaverse where she's just always <laughs> like we see the rest of her life and it's always stuff like this. Yeah. Just Watch. bumbling into things by accident. Right, right.
1: Gosh, that's a good point because then it means Aunt Fran is Walter. Yeah. Uh, Alexis is Donnie. <laughs> <There
0: we go>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's it.
3: Stratus is a nihilist. Yeah, Stratus is a nihilist. <laughs> Who's Maud uh
1: Sophia or maybe Maud's the uh who's the, the silent movie star coming up? Abby. Oh, Abby. Yes, yeah. yes. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. All right, so uh, Mark tells Nikki to leave and uh, but she wants to help. Mark tells her to shove off and, and much to her anger, she tells him she hopes he he dies, I think is what what yeah. something. I mean, it's kind of Come on, Nikki. Um on her way out, uh, she bumps into Stratos outside the chapel. Uh, she gives him a horrible lie that she's been out gathering <laughs> rocks. Stratos isn't buying it. and <laughs> Rocks. I collect
2: rocks and I was out getting rocks. I t- carry them in my bag, but right I here. did not find any rocks today. <laughs>
0: she is like the perfect actress for this character. I think it's so funny. I uh-huh. uh, like her. Yeah. It's just the bumbling. It's just like. He's like, how many rocks did you
2: get? She's like, ah, uh, none, <laughs> <laughs> none, no rocks today. No rocks.
3: Stratus isn't buying it. And he finds her first aid kit that he continues to lie very badly about finding a shepherd and a broken <laughs> leg. And the, the shepherd walked off, even though the leg was broken. And it just, yeah. One thing leads to another and Stratus heads to the chapel to find Mark. Um, he calls out, uh, calls out Nikki for being a bad liar and locks her in the chapel as uh, he searches, pausing momentarily to cross himself as he passes by a painting <laughs> of Jesus. I thought that was funny. <laughs> that was a nice man. touch. Yeah. Uh, he sees the bloody uh, handprint by the door and heads into the crypt. Nikki screams out to, for Mark to look out. Kind of sounded like moochie. I'm sorry. <clears throat> yes. Yeah,
1: was, was that moochie?
3: My voice cracked on that one. Uh, Stratos finds Nikki's uh, sweater and turns his anger onto her, interrogating her as, as to what she knows. He heads back to the hotel where he tells aunt Francis that he hasn't seen her and gives some very bad lies on his
0: behalf. He, he cracks me up when he tries to like, all of a sudden throw on this. Completely nice guy routine with Aunt Francis. Yeah. Oh,
2: oh, oh, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So ridiculous. Me and the boys will all go look for her.
3: Come (laughs) on. So uh, so Sophia begins to question why uh, he told her that Mark had left, and if he uh, is still around. Some more bad lies and poor explanations. Later, he grabs two guns and leaves Aunt Francis. (laughs) Still doesn't seem to be too concerned. This guy is acting weird and running off with guns while her niece is missing. So yeah, that's some red flags coming up here. yeah. Sophia watches as Stratos and his goon leave with the guns, realizing that something is up with Mark and Nikki now. Mark is on the beach when he spots Stratos and his goon. He hears them uh, say that this time they'll shoot to kill when they find Mark. Mark casually strolls up the hill, where he finds Alexis playing a recorder. Which this feels kind of like a scene out of King's Quest or something to me. I mean, yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> friggin', I said, friggin' Paco. Of course, he's got a little recorder.
2: <laughs> toot, toot, toot,
3: toot, toot. He's playing. i a, a rock playing my recorder.
1: He's just facing a tree, playing it on his knees. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Mark sends Alexis back to the hotel to make sure Nikki and her aunt left. While riding a donkey by a windmill, he hears a girl scream, but the door's locked, but he discovers that Nikki is locked inside. Alexis, who's been uh, brushing up on his American catchphrases, says, For crying out loud, what are you doing in there? So he runs off to get Mark uh, to help him. Uh, that night, Francis is finally starting to get concerned as nightfall happens. Uh, she pleads with Stratus to call the police, which he quickly dismisses. Again, Aunt Francis isn't alarmed by this; that he doesn't want the cops involved. <laughs> right. uh, Stratus yells at some more goons in, the, in Greek, and they all scatter.
0: Well, I thought this was hilarious because he like essentially sends the whole restaurant out to find. Yeah, car. it's oh. just
3: like the whole
2: posse that's just <laughs> hanging out at the restaurant. <laughs> it's Like, come on, fellas, let's go! go. Oh, it's <laughs>
0: very much like
1: Treasure Island which is when Long John yeah. like it says, "Like, go get him," and they all chase after him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> Up in his room, Stratus is getting out some uh, astrology maps and odd trinkets while Sophia argues uh, that she wants to know where Nikki is. She puts down her foot and says, no more lies. We find out that Stratos has been bankrolling Sophia's hotel all these years. She continues to plead that he tell her what is going on with Nikki or his will blab to the village. He threatens to off poor Alexis and Sophia uh, stops her, uh, her questioning. Yeah. So doesn't he threaten to like smack her too?
2: Yeah. It takes a turn. Yeah, it's
3: kind dark there. At the windmill, Lexus hops onto the windmill and hops into the window, because evidently that's a real popular game that they play in in Crete. Boom. Um, some stunt work here. Do you Way think it was on. that
1: kid was, was the you think the kid did his own stunt?
3: I don't it's know. Surely not, but I wouldn't be surprised yeah, You know who
0: didn't do their own stunts? It was Haley Mills.
3: Oh definitely <laughs> but. That was a dude in a wig or something. Yes. <laughs> uh Nikki happy to see Alexis, uh, and Nikki gives him a hug, but there's no time to uh, for lovemaking. Doctor no Jones,
1: no time to make love. He said,
3: "Yeah, no time to make love." Uh, Doctor Jones. This- <laughs> Doctor
1: Jones. That's, that's what I
3: kept thinking. Yeah, that's what I kept feeling there. Yeah. The only way out of this windmill round. is through the, on the windmill blades and he jumps onto uh, and slides down safely.
1: This feels like something out of like a Lucas arts, like adventure yeah, game,
3: you it
2: know, it's like monkey Island game. Yeah. Something. like something
0: yeah. That's yeah. Great. So we got a King's quest and a monkey Island. I mean, this is great. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> Nikki tries, but misses and dangles for a moment. Uh, or pardon me, Nikki's a stunt double. Uh, <laughs> tries and misses and dangles for a moment, uh, from the window, Alexis goes to look for Stratos and Mark tries to go up the windmill, but his arm is too sore. Uh, which why isn't Alexis? Who's the best wheelmill hopper in the world? Evidently not hopping back up there and helping her get on that windmill. Yeah, I know. So Nikki yeah. jumps and gets stuck and goes around and around. Pretty it's effective.
2: effective. I, there's some really, uh, not great, to say the least, rear projection, but that also fits within the Hitchcock vibe. Yes. Yeah. Hitchcock yeah. loves some bad rear projection. Mm-hmm. It feels like a, a scene from
1: uh, what's that uh, show that comes on ABC where people just like do that obstacle course and just get messed up? You know, the Ninja oh, Warrior? Yeah. Or the- no, not Ninja Warrior. Uh, Wipeout. It, it Wipe feels out. like a scene okay. of Wipeout where someone's like, And they're flipping around doing all that. And she's screaming and they're trying not to be found by Stratus. But she's like screaming her head off. And it's like, golly, you're going to draw attention from everybody around. Hey,
2: there's a lady up on the windmill.
1: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Hey, hey, look at the lady. (laughs) (laughs) Peoples is peoples. (laughs) After some touch and go, she finally falls off and lands somewhat safely in Mark's arms. Uh, Mark gives her a big hug, but Alexis gets his line in one more time and says, no time, make love. Let's go. Yeah. They don't do the rules. Thirds do, we that can one,
0: do though. a, uh, a Medfield bumper sticker with like, you know, kind of like stamped picture of him and, and that expression. <laughs> no time, make love. Let's go. And he's it's got go. this like <laughs> Balky Bartokamus kind of thing going about him. <laughs> yeah. <us, you> know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no time make love now customer. we're doing the dance of joy uh stratus comes up the hill just as they escape and he goes up to find that nikki is gone Alexis <laughs> runs back into town uh and this is uh again some really bad day for night cinematography again nikki is mad at mark for bossing her around and slaps him
2: i like that i was like yeah girl <laughs> smack him
3: they have a bit of a moment. She keeps nagging him to tell her what's going on. Cole, I'm going to tell you uh, uh, what's going on. Plotline reminds me of the Poe Dameron Vice Admiral Holdo. Uh, Last Jedi oh. plotline. Uh. What's going on here? You don't need to know, but I want to know, but you don't want, but I'm not going to tell you. Why not? Because I don't want to. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of felt like, I don't know, for me, there, i know there's still like 50 minutes left in this movie but it feels like all right we just did a climax
2: and yeah. we, we should be kind of wrapping
1: up
0: now
2: yeah <laughs> yeah this is like two movies put together kind of yep it's another last jedi
0: so- kind of similarity
3: <laughs> 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 whoop, we're over
0: here whoop we're going to
3: whoop. mark tells nikki to go away again uh, just as she walks off, one of the goons jumps up with a gun. Nikki uh, hears the commotion and uh, distracts the goon just long enough for Mark to grab the gun and fight him. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Nikki whacks the goon over the head, maybe or maybe not killing him because she heard his skull crack. <laughs> First like, of all, to whack the
2: him. dude with the gun, Haley. But then I was like, man, she's like, but I heard his skull crack. <laughs> like it is dark, it is dark, dark,
3: dark, dark, brains are oozing out of his ear. <laughs> yeah. He'll be fine. Mark again on. tells her to leave. Uh, Mark doesn't think he can make it. Uh, Nikki helps him down to the uh, temple of Apollo, which may or may not be haunted.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, are like the ancient ruins, are they just like unprotected all over <laughs>
3: here's
2: another ancient ruin different time man go around and find whatever you can find
3: they go into uh the hide and find that cats are fighting everywhere Hmm.
2: (laughs) cats
1: are being thrown
3: around everywhere yeah we 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 need to talk about this for a second
0: what's uh what's the filming process like you're the animal actor expert robert what's uh (laughs) and a cat guy uh
3: how do you get cats to act like
0: this robert
3: there was a funny or die a skit i think it was funny or die where they had like a a cat wrangler and he was the cat wrangler on all the horror films so whenever (laughs) there was a a tense moment. He was the one that threw the cat in the frame. <laughs> so, and, 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 the whole gist was just that he had, like, he just had all these cats and like, and he was sit there just tossing them left and right. And, but that's what it was. I mean, I'm sitting there thinking this is. I mean, this some- movie
2: was a big payday for those guys. For oh, cat yeah. rattlers. <laughs> and, uh, if your job is chucking cats at people, then you, this was your glory day. <laughs>
3: But yeah, I mean, well, there's we haven't gotten to it, but there's one that's really bad. But I think I, I have it in my notes coming up here in a second. But so what's um, the, what's he doing? Yeah, we, yeah, so we get cats like go. You <laughs> <laughs> I mean that kind of thing? I know. Yeah, like I, I feel real like that,
2: close up, close up faces of. Oh man, yeah, furious
3: cats. Got like yeah, these were some angry cats. I don't think these were like like the strays they grabbed and just dragged them in there. That's what it felt like. That these were not trained yeah. pets. They were angry cats. <laughs>
1: You're um, saying feral cats. You're saying five out of five then for the cat acting.
3: Well, yeah. Well, I, well, you know, I don't know if they were acting. I would say that they were genuinely angry. <laughs> <laughs> it was method. method. Uh, so we get some cutaways of cats sitting around. And they're hissing at each other. And then they're, as we said, genuinely angry cats on camera. Uh, Nikki apologizes for all the trouble she's caused, uh, Mark. Mark finally decides to tell her the whole story, but she says, just tell me tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> because she's been begging him for.
1: <sighs> so <laughs> this is the, I'm telling you, this is the cliff dive. When sh- we're starting to see mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm.
3: So he finally says he's going to tell her everything and Nikki uh, doesn't want to hear it. So, but anyway, Mark says he was framed for stealing some jewels and he thinks Stratos was the real robber. Mark was working at a bank where he foolishly took some jewels out in the, uh, of the safety deposit box and took them to the owner. Uh, he got jumped on the way and he's fairly certain Stratos was the culprit.
0: So at this time I'm thinking like, that's just a bad story. He's yeah. telling. Right? I agree. Yep. And
3: uh didn't turn out that way, did it? Uh, yeah. No disgraced Marcus out trying to set things right he manages to track the jewels to a restaurant in soho called the moon spinners the owner left to go to crete and here we are in crete it's pretty thin though i mean I'm like absolutely really, why why
0: yeah. would he take this upon himself to well so this? that's why i was thinking it was a fit like a lie he was telling her yeah i was like that's it's was so thinking, yeah. weak um surely he is like the bad guy, right? Um, yeah, it's like it's a it's a what do you got? yeah, it's, it's like a, a double switch or whatever. You call yeah, yeah, That's what I thought it was going to be, and then it was not.
2: Um, yeah, yeah, it would have made more sense if it was a lie than if it was actually the truth, which it yeah. turns out to be. Now, yeah, that very strange. Cool?
1: Wouldn't that have been cool if Stratus actually was a good person, right?
0: And he's trying to keep something safe from Mark. Well, that's what I started to think. That's what when I was thinking. it was thinking happening, was happen. yeah. this was happening. I was like, oh man, this is going to be cool because it's been so like ham-fisted with the glaring, but like, what if he's actually, like Stratus is good.
3: Hmm. Um, that have been an
1: interesting
3: turn. It was the, uh, the Slytherin, um, professor that was, uh, Little always kind of helping. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Snape.
2: yeah the, Snape figure.
0: A, the Slytherin professor. You mean
1: Slytherin? <laughs>
3: Whatever. I'm not a Perry Potter guy.
0: Perry Potter? Perry Potter. Perry. There's Perry Potter. <laughs> yeah. no, it's the Perry books Potter. my grandma
3: bought me. Isn't that what it's called? She got Yeah.
0: <laughs> she, I, <laughs> she got I She bought them when she it. was in China. Ah, Slithering House.
3: <laughs> huh. Professor You're a- Snake. <laughs> <laughs> You're a wizard, Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Said Haggis. <laughs> That's all right. That sounds right to me. Is, is it something was it funny? I don't understand. <laughs> Naturally, logic and reasoning uh, has Mark thinking that uh, Stratos has hid the jewels in the Bay of Dolphins. Which, again, seems like a very poor hiding spot yeah. of all the places to hide jewels. Yeah.
2: This is obviously an island full of nooks and crannies everywhere that's, for uh, yeah, you to and, hide things.
3: And that's
0: another thing. I mean, maybe we li- we live in a world of like... Plot twists and insane uh, plot twists. But I was like, is it really going to be in the Bay of Dolphins after all this? Um, yeah, it right? Was. It was.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Nikki and Mark settle in for some shut eye and cuddle up sort of. And what, that's a really awkward once you lean on my shoulder move. Stratus uh, reluctantly heads into the ruins but as he leaves, he hears some noises, but he is met with hissing cats as one just leaps out of nowhere and lands on him. Mm. And then suddenly I cats start being tossed at him left and right. <laughs> yeah. intense, man. It comes so good. In the, fir-
2: in the first shot, because we get like cat noises, but then there's like a shot of him in like a, a Star Trek cave and... <laughs> you there are no cats to be seen but it's just like cat noises so i'm like oh man are they just gonna like not actually have cats just have cat noises but then no the next shot they just start throwing them at him it's, <laughs> it's beautiful one of the finest scenes
0: in disney cinema i mean it's up there oh, good. So good
3: mark tells nikki not to worry about all the cats screaming and we see Stratos fleeing the ruins almost stepping on a cat on his way out yeah and we wrap up act two
0: Fade up to daytime at the temple, and we see a shadowy figure walking up to Nikki and Mark. Nikki grabs the rifle in defense, but it's someone else. Gotcha! It's It's a dapper man with a cane,
1: and it's also the slowest turnaround with a gun ever. She's like, "Yeah, take take your time, not quick draw." Now I have my
0: gun on you. He's. uh It turns out this man is the British consulate. Wants to know what they're doing. Well, what is he doing, I wonder? What's all this in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Governor.
3: <laughs> yes,
0: if well. <laughs> yes, if they're in trouble. Nikki starts to tell the story, but Mark immediately starts to cover, saying there was a wedding and folks got a little drunk, so they cleared out. I mean, why is
2: Mark so paranoid? He's very suspicious for a freelance jewel detective person bank person
0: uh, the consulate named anthony S- gamble esquire havishaw or whatever <laughs> says he'll take nikki away nikki says no way they need to take care of mark's wound this is uh, like an annoying negotiation to me of like everybody at cross purposes and <laughs> like we've got to take care of the wound it's like, well, it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. You could also just leave, like, and take care of the wound, anyway. Because <laughs> you're not, literally, you are not going to do it. Right. Somebody else will do it. Um, Anthony says his wife is a registered nurse, so let's go. I don't uh, trust, I, I, in my notes, though, I
1: immediately put, I don't trust this guy.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, so, and neither does Mark. Mark rightly asks him, "What? What's, what is he doing out here? Mm-hmm. Um and he says well i'm an amateur archaeologist, just uh
2: wandering around pilfering antiquities hmm. illegally
0: uh Mark is somewhat dubious of these claims as are as as is Andy and myself <laughs> uh and the three take off to a jaunty tune and drive back into town to quite the pad now oh, if the hotel yes. uh was a high point, this is just through the roof this place where did mm-hmm. they find this place uh right. is this a set or i mean this is real what is this it, it i don't felt, know but it
2: is real fantastic. it felt real to me yeah it is super bondy
0: very uh-huh. bondy
3: and so
2: want, good
0: yeah I, I want to point out before they left the
1: uh, the ruins he just like you don't need that gun anymore and they're like okay and need he lay the gun down. <laughs> right. Just
0: leave it, yeah. Just leave it. Why? Yeah. Okay. Wow, well, we look I <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wonder if it's loaded.
0: Uh, so Cynthia Anthony's wife is there. They all seem very pleasant. I guess.
2: I mean, right. this is the this is the Hitchcocky. Oh, totally. Uh, this is like mm. the peak Hitchcocky moment of the yes. movie, for sure. Uh,
0: Anthony says he's going to send for Nikki's aunt and walks off and he starts to glare he
2: starts glaring so hmm he gets to like like a zombie or like that's how you know he's like a vampire or something (laughs) he's like oh no he's got the glare too it's been infected
0: uh he walks through a little shuttered door which uh, you're right the hitchcock is going through the roof here and another room sure enough is stratos dun 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 so they're in cahoots Gamble says that Stratos has made a mess of this with all his bungling. Stratos calls him a chattering old maid and says he wants to know what he will do. So these two have a great back and forth. Uh, Gamble says that Stratos is clinging to astrology that has caused this whole problem. Uh, Stratos says Anthony needs to stay home and
2: knit. Yeah, so there's just a bunch of <laughs> I love just it. Dis- throwing. I love yeah. that the the British guy is like the only guy in the movie who's totally unbothered by Stratos and not intimidated yeah, at all. Right, and he's like opening his mail and like reading his like letters and things, and just like, you are just an idiot. <laughs> it's threat, really good, yeah. and he was but, never phased by the gunshot. You know, you,
1: normally you'd someone who would see that. I'm like, okay, you're hurt, but he's, but that's the way how he's like. He's like, okay, you're hurt, but it's a gunshot wound. It's, yeah, right. You, got so you should shot. be like, "Oh my gosh! Wow, how did this happen? That doesn't just happen." Mm,
2: of course, my lad, come with me. Mm, yes, yes, yes. My wife's uh, nurse. That must have been quite a wedding. <laughs> Maybe
1: that's the British way, or I don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, he's an imperial in the Star Wars sense. You know, you get that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut to Nikki in bed having breakfast. This bedroom is yeah. nuts. And she's being brought close by Cynthia. Um, man, this place. She says she's given Mark penicillin, but he needs professional care. Nikki says, Well, let's take him to the hospital. And Cynthia says, Well, there's a good one in Athens. We
3: can go there. A wonderful British hospital. This is a
2: British hospital. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So that's how you know it's good. Bunch yeah. of the snobs, these filthy locals.
0: She says, don't worry, Anthony will take charge. He always takes charge. You can trust him completely, which is always not suspicious when you start saying, you can trust him completely. Don't worry, you can trust him. And yet she won't let Nikki see Mark. So what's going on here? We now cut to Anthony, who is spying a boat via a brass telescope. The boat looks awesome. Telescope looks awesome. The house looks awesome. Uh, Nikki comes out, and Anthony quickly changes the subject. Uh, hmm. <laughs> says it's, oh, it's very good. We're going to Athens. Yes, let's go yes, nice have Athens, lunch. Yes. Yes, yes. He says tonight is the festival of King Minos, and everyone goes crazy. So it's good they're going, and she can trust Cynthia completely. Hmm. I thought
2: that was hilarious. That was really like each. Oh, you can trust him completely. Oh, you can trust her completely. Yeah, Hmm. Cynthia,
0: I think is wasted. <laughs> okay, let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> What's
2: <laughs> going on? This killed me.
0: This
1: is, this is like a night and day difference between where she was earlier yes. and where she is now. Because before I even,
2: she's I, like so snooty and like, oh, the the Hendersons uh, to so tacky little people, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then she comes and like, hey. <laughs> what's happening <laughs>
0: she is upset that they're there she i can't make friends with people here and she keeps bringing up a madam habib uh, asking how she was even received sailing around the world in that huge yacht
1: I was expecting some like
0: some racist things to start coming out. Well, I mean, mean, she was kind of talking. I know Disney movie, they would be. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Anthony's trying to get her to be quiet when she starts talking about Habib, and they just start fighting in front of Nikki. Essentially, (laughs) you can trust her completely unless she's been drinking. Right after, (laughs) right after he said that, Cynthia is is so wasted she's going to go away to her room and she asks for sherry to be delivered to her room anthony corrects and says let's take her up a cup of cocoa so verified wasted Uh, nikki for her part finds mark in a room and wakes him
3: let's go back for a second because did you not find that the server who was just sort of like frozen leering over the table in that one scene didn't really register i didn't even notice that i was like this and it's like it just felt so awkward to me. I don't know. I guess I was the only one that sure was was
2: staring, leering.
3: Uh it's like, like they didn't know what like the direction was as bad. They didn't know what to do.
2: Like yeah. all right, you, you stand <laughs> there with your picture, with but hands. the guy's like
3: standing there like getting ready, like half poor, it just like freezes.
2: I don't know why they have the scene. I mean, it introduces the concept of Madame Habib to be sure, but it is a it is so strange and doesn't really have a point other than that. It's very odd. I mean, I thought it was hilarious, but very strange. Very,
3: very strange.
1: And in the room that Mark's in, that's a red room.
3: Oh boy, yeah. it's red, red woo. His pajamas match the sheets. I mean it's <laughs> <laughs> Oh
0: man. Well, Mark says he feels peculiar. Um, I wonder if that is the red, the color of the pajamas and the sheets and everything. But he says Lady Cynthia give him a couple of shots. Nikki starts to talk about Madame Habib and how much Cynthia is talking about her. And Mark gets up and is agitated. Well, he says this will explain everything. He says he has to get out of this house and go back to the village. There's a lot of like, we've got to leave. We can't leave. Uh, (laughs) Why do you want to leave? I don't have time
2: to tell you why. Right.
0: He says Madame Habib is a multimillionaire of dance hall repute. She'd be the perfect customer as the jewels are too well known to sell on the open market. Nikki says, well, you got to stay in bed. She'll go and check if the yacht is indeed the Minotaur, Madame Habib's yacht. Mark gets up dressed. Mark gets up to get dressed anyway and collapses. One of many Mark collapses in this film. Nikki goes and looks in the telescope, verifies that it is, is indeed the Minotaur, but Anthony catches her and starts talking about a fort. Look at this fort over here. Hmm.
2: <laughs> hey, boys. Old Spanish fort.
1: Did the uh? Did the Minotaur, it didn't look to be that nice of a ship. It I don't kind know. Of kind of a bit run down. I, I mean, know. it was big. Yeah. But if you looked closer, you could see like, oh. Uh, I think they just kind of tried to put a fresh coat of paint on something.
0: (laughs) 64 standards.
1: It's well, it's not what I would have expected that someone named Madame Habib would be, you know, riding
0: around the world. in. (laughs) Would that make sense for her to be riding around in a big old boat? That's like, has a fresh coat of paint on it. Maybe
3: it was a long cruise and they haven't gotten to port yet.
2: (laughs) 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 I just love the idea of this woman just sailing the world permanently just constantly yeah constantly at sea
0: getting jewels yeah. well auntie's getting to the house she's very relieved to see Nikki and we cut to Mark getting taken out unconscious on a stretcher <laughs> with Nikki and Auntie <laughs> they're all leaving now so they're they're going uh, I didn't know that Mark was that bad off where he needed a stretcher but uh anyway they're gonna load him onto a hearse which <laughs> this hearse. I mean, Ugh. what is that, from like the 1920s or something? It's incredible. Target, yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. It's like yeah, it's Sunset sweet. Boulevard. Yeah. Real gothic or Victorian vibes. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> it's, where did they find this thing?
1: Um, I mean, it looks like something they just unhitched from a horse and then put a motor in
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're going to go. They're going to go get help. For his gunshot wound, which has been festering for I don't know how long, how, but don't forget that Festival of King Minos, <laughs> the hearse ends up like going right through the parade <laughs> of the Festival of King Minos. And all of a sudden we're in Live and Let Die here. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes. Oh,
0: I mean, this stuff is incredible. Uh, there's like all these people in masks running around and like, throwing confetti like in their faces and like grabbing them and i don't know does anybody have any uh impressions of this festival uh, living that down, that's a very good call it, it is very much and i was like why did the
1: driver have to end up right there and the driver's like oh no so so avoidable.
2: <laughs> yeah. but he's so put out by it but it's like god dude you knew this was going to happen
1: but I recognized the actor did you anybody recognize the actor No. That, that's Steve Plytus, who was the uh in in nineteen eighty nine Batman oh. uh the doctor the joker that the doctor that the joker Whoa. goes with at the very beginning oh. same guy, and he was also in uh, the it was in faulty towers he played Kurt the Greek uh chef who gets drunk and hits on Batman Oh, Rome. no way oh same, wow, same guy. I thought
0: you were going to tell me it was Vita Scotty again. <laughs> Uh, the hearse gets stuck behind the float, but Mark has been faking this whole time. And he gets up. He says, whoop, 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 he thinks Cynthia was trying to drug him, but he found some pills and he feels
2: fine now. Uh, <laughs> wait, I was like, wait a minute. What? I think, wait, he's what? Yeah. popping pills. Like I found some pills in his bathroom and uh, it. Now I feel fine, but it's like it's
1: just as quick as the the nurse lady as she went from like being straight to being drunk. He's like being from like unconscious to boom. He's like wide awake.
0: Oh, but he was acting. He was acting the whole time. <laughs> that's, mm. that's except a for that time juice. he he uh, <laughs> oh, was unconscious by himself in his room. Anyway, um, he tells <sighs> Nikki to get to Athens. He's going to get back and try to stop Stratos. Well, Nikki is upset. Says she doesn't want him to get hurt. And they have a big old smooch. And then Mark is off. Nikki signs a letter to Auntie that she's off to go with Mark on the hearse's window with lipstick. And indeed, both of them are going through the streets, getting stuck in dances and bands and being hoisted on shoulders. A great little (laughs) montage of all that. Again, a little bit
1: Dr. No kind of
0: thing going on. Yeah. 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 Mark hops on a bus. Nikki's just running the streets but can't get there. Which time? She spots the Minotaur on the move. So some people are on... She's on a dock. She sees some people come up to the celebration on a boat. And uh, she goes and snatches the boat and takes off after the Minotaur.
2: Sneaky,
3: and, man. <laughs> man. She's
2: taken the prisoners.
0: Her uh, boat driving is very... It's another Lebowski moment. <laughs> I'm just like, whoa! Um... Get some more of that rear projection of her getting drenched in the boat. I mean, th- this boat has like a windshield, but somehow this water's just going all over her. Some, there's somebody else side yeah. <laughs> right. throwing water on her. She goes up to the Minotaur and asks him to stop the boat. And man, I, the funniest moment of the movie, maybe behind the cats, but I laughed out loud because I don't, didn't remember seeing this before. A guy on the crew just has a white t-shirt that says Minotaur.
3: yes (laughs) yes <laughs> I, my in notes, black letters we need to like print those and sell them <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing I really
0: I laughed out loud yeah, this is like
2: it's like he kind
0: of appears like this minute. this has been a talk. He Dude, looks like somebody never wear from, the
2: shirt with the name of the boat on to <laughs> when you're on yeah, the boat yeah come on <laughs> yeah
0: come on man <laughs> don't be that guy <laughs> he looked like he could have been on the love boat though and just <laughs> he just happened to have that shirt on it's like I right, got that guy <laughs> right so they're trying to figure out if they should stop, but Nikki goes around to the front of the yacht, front of the yacht, going whoop 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 whoop, Just going around in circles. Such an interesting tactic, uh, but d- it does work, and she gets them to stop. Uh, the captain of the boat, presumably, enters an elaborate cha- chamber with a cheetah, and we finally see Madame Habib playing with her jewels. She says she doesn't remember a young woman in the arrangements, but bring her on board and we'll see.
3: Guys, Madam Habib. Baller, man. I got the pet cheetah. Yeah, I read that cool.
2: um, the, the, in the script, she was just supposed to have a Siamese cat, which very mm-hmm. spectry, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, the actress was like, no, get me a cheetah. <laughs> It worked.
1: It was effective. It was effective. They were trying to make the cheetah much more threatening because they were like making these like
0: tiger sounds. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. yeah.
2: It's like a big kitty.
0: Uh, Nikki comes aboard. Madame B- Habib questions her. Nikki asks if she's going to get the emeralds. Tell her sir, the emeralds are hot. Mark was held up. And she starts to tell Madame Habib everything, everything. Another Lebowski moment. She's telling every tangential detail about what has happened up to this point. I was cracking up. Was going to kill the girl. All of a sudden, she's sneezing constantly. I guess because she got drenched out there and the, the water.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, Habib, for her part, seems to be <clears throat> mostly elusive and is asking who else knows about the emeralds. Uh, well, she says her Aunt Frances knows about the emeralds. Where's she? She's in a hearse at the airport. <laughs> Madame Habib gets out some hooch, tells Nikki it'll clear her head. Take some of this. In her list of all who know, she says that Gamble knows. Well, Habib says that Gamble wasn't the consulate when she knew him. He was a dealer in antiquities. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Something's not right here. And then she says, you know what? You're an imposter. You're the girl who walked through the glass in that crazy children's book into a world of crazy people. And I'm the March Hare. What a, ah, what a callback. They're really, really calling back to this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nicky says don't buy the emeralds. Give them back to Mark. Beebe keeps giving Nikki the hooch. <laughs> we cut to Mark as he watches Stratos board his boat again back at the hotel. And then he starts running after him again. <laughs> oh, Alexis is out watching they take off towards the bay. Again, his arm does not bother him at all. No. No. Those pills, <laughs> man. He's all uh, yeah, up on Yeah, bills. he's got like... Benzedrine, and who else knows? Yeah. Well, Stratos ties his boat and pulls up the cash from the bottom of the bay with a rope. We finally see the goods, kind of. Mark looks on and jumps Stratos as the boat takes off after he jumps a bunch of boulders again. And fight, 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 fight! They're, uh, they're both fighting with the boat on at high speed, which was cracking me up. Mm-hmm. Thunderball the
2: thunderball totally yeah man
0: yeah <laughs> alexis has made it at this point he's watching these two duke it out as the boat greens out of control a lot of falling over grabbing the emeralds punching a lot of like both of them holding like one person holding the emeralds and the other person grabbing their wrist and like <laughs> um jumping on top of each other a lot yeah it was a lot of professional wrestling kind of action. yeah yeah <laughs> Boat hits some rocks, Mark is thrown from the boat Stratos starts to like
2: (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa
0: (laughs) Stratos starts to like Dude Runs on Mark with the boat But Mark like dives And dodges the boat Again, no seeming Shoulder issues whatsoever At this point Stratos grabs his Harpoon, comes from another Pass and throws it Alexa sees this, runs off towards the village Well, when he gets back The hearse pulls up and he says For crying loud out (laughs) I thought I'd heard him wrong And I had to Uh, go back and hear him Take it easy, Paco They have a policeman somehow Which, how did that happen? They all head out to the bay Habib has Nikki and the cheetah Is in a chair Nikki says she feels far off loft and (laughs) softy oh okay
1: so with our lebowski thing is gamble is that jackie treehorn (laughs) oh yes absolutely (laughs) okay
0: (laughs) 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 absolutely oh the captain comes in says they've dropped anchor off the bay of dolphins
3: this captain's giving me, a, like, a Leslie Nielsen uh, vibe. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. yes,
0: yes, he does. Habib puts Nikki in the bar, which is its own, like, closet. Another cool place. Uh, the captain escorts Stratos in. Right. Cheetah doesn't like Stratos. Cheetah knows. Cheetah knows. Habib and Stratos do a dance of, oh, Show me the jewels. No, you show me the money. Oh, no, show me the jewels. The emeralds are truly magnificent. Part of the Turkish ransom. Ooh. Stratos says he wants the money. Now! Habib says he doesn't even know what he's holding, but okay. She goes to get the money, and all of a sudden, Nikki's about to sneeze, but instead she hiccups, and that (laughs) brings some more glaring. Wake up. Somehow, Mark and Auntie and the policeman are getting on the boat at this point. uh and Stratos has found Nikki and is throwing her around the room, which is uncomfortable. Mark comes in and steps on the cheetah. He like comes over the cheetah uh,
2: at his own peril. Uh, for real, I mean, yeah. it's uh, the the cat hive mind must in during the making of this movie must have been on <laughs> full alert because all these cats getting thrown around and stepped yeah, on. I mean, I wouldn't I
0: mean, be I'm... messing with a cheetah. I'd take a wide berth. Um, and, and more jumping on Stratos. So anyway, <laughs> Habib is back. It's all chaos. During which Nikki grabs the Emeralds, shoves them right in Mark's face while he's getting wailed on <laughs> the Emeralds break. Nikki gets knocked out then Stratos gets knocked out. And then the gendarmes get Stratos. The police tell the Minotaur to turn around and no one leaves the ship. Stratos says the stars can't lie. And Habib has her real Norma Desmond moment. <laughs>
2: Everyone lies when it serves their purpose,
3: even the stars.
2: I love that Habib is like the police are like, "You will turn around." And she's like, "Of course, we always do everything legally, everything That's the police say." Very
0: Star Wars to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, something that would happen. Yeah, of course. course. Yes, yeah, so I always or like Watto. I always do what the authorities say. (laughs) She sits down and says, I've lived through two wars, four revolutions, and five marriages. Nothing, nothing like this. Is it that crazy? I mean it feels I mean it's crazy, but it seems like Habib has seen a lot of stuff. She's she's seen some some stuff, stuff. yeah. Yeah. She this was just like fifteen minutes of her life. I mean, is it I don't know.
2: A crazy girl, you know.
0: Mark says to Nikki of all the pig headed persistent pests, and then he smooches her again. And the Auntie comes in and meets Habib. Habib is serving dinner, says so she's so upset and she'll have hers in bed. It's just a really weird wrap-up <laughs> here. Like yeah, it is. it's like Yeah. Mark asks if the Countess de Fleet would like her pendant. She was trying to keep her pendant. <laughs> She gives it back saying the Countess was a close friend. Habib leaves, the cheetah leaves. Alexis calls Alexis calls from a small boat, says, Y'all come back now! We might have a nice big wedding, maybe. Maybe. And so the Minotaur takes off, leaving us all confused and happy on another great trip around the world. And so ends the Moon Spinners. Welcome back soon, Alexis. Goodbye! We'll be back. You come back. We have a nice big wedding, maybe. Maybe. <laughs>
3: bye. <laughs> bye. 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 Be careful. Bye. bye. Goodbye.
0: Alex. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah, The ending. <laughs> the ending. I mean, I got excited. They got the consulate. They got Cynthia. Cynthia, I was really excited about. Yeah. And we get to Habib, I was like, okay. And then uh, they just squandered it. Like Cynthia. Cynthia was there for like 10 minutes and she was gone. It could have been, she could have been there through the end for my book.
2: She could have saved the day in the end. You never know. She could have come through.
0: She could have taken one of those
2: wake up pills, gotten (laughs) over a hangover, and been out there. (laughs) They just threw threw a lot of cats in the air metaphorically
0: yeah they really did it's just like i feel like a lot of these movies are like how are we gonna get out of this in like two minutes we got two minutes to end this movie so yeah. let's you think, go you think they wrote and, like a
3: three-hour script and then yeah. <laughs> the producers looked at it and said we gotta cut this down
2: <laughs> maybe I have no wrap-up no uh there's nothing no ding mall. no, no dinner
0: yeah Andy, you're being silent, but I know that's what you feel like. it, it
1: just Oh, absolutely,
0: down. it did. It, it in fact, it got so bad that it, it
1: became tough to watch. There near the end, I was like,
3: okay. it really did for me too. Yeah, that's so when I
1: really
0: started checking the clock.
3: I'm like, all right, how
1: much more do I have? Of this.
0: It's weird because yeah, I was enjoying it so much, and and even yeah, it's like I, I thought Habib and her place were interesting but they just wait they wasted her Mm -hmm. and those scenes with her were just like uh, okay like what are we doing
2: chaotic neutral character right of just like eh, whatever yeah i felt the same way i mean i was super into this movie and then towards the end i i really kind of checked out a lot and you get to beam, you're like well this is going to be interesting but then she, I mean, she's funny, and I love her reactions to things, but she doesn't really do anything, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: Guys, got to end strong. Got to yeah. end strong. Well, have that button. There was
2: no button. Got to have the button.
0: That's right. I think we should. Uh, we should rate this thing. Let's do it using our uh, custom system of rating for each film
3: what's our rubric tonight robert this is the easiest rubric i think i've come up with and it's i mean i knew it before we even watched the movie before i even seen the movie at all it's going to be glares (laughs) yeah
0: this is one that uh, one of the first things i watched on disney plus because i'd never seen it before that and uh i just kept sending you screenshots (laughs) of all the glares (laughs) you're like we gotta watch this one man Now I now I can move on to fully uh, just being behind those Callaways. That's my next. Oh Uh, yes, yes. Uh, Okay, let's talk plot and writing here. This is gonna be interesting. Uh, One out of five glares. I'm gonna go to Andy first. What do you give this?
1: Oh man, I was hoping you wouldn't come to me first because this it started off like three, then started creeping up to a four. I was like, "Oh man, this is going great," and then, like I said, it just nosedived for me. So I'm gonna. This may be a little harsh, but I'm gonna go with a two on okay. the, on the writing. Whoa, whoa.
2: Uh, let's get to Michael again. It's. I mean, I agree that it is. It is a tale of two movies. I'm I'm gonna give it a three, um, a high three, even at that, because I mean, I thought the script was interesting and funny and had a lot of interesting bits of business but it, it's at, like at the end they were just like kind of threw up their hands
0: yeah it's gonna be a three for me because i thought the premise was very great um but it, it did it eroded into it um but in the end uh, there was enough stuff at the beginning to keep it from going into the negative territory for me. Although, I mean, God, what a wasted opportunity. I feel like, again, if they could have made Mark the heel or any number of, of different avenues they could have taken to save their bacon. Instead, it's just like, uh, it's just like a player, like a sports player running out of gas. You know, it's like the writer's room. It's just like, I don't know what to do. I just have, have them come on the boat.
2: Yeah, just have everybody them. show up at the same place. And, and
0: then, like, the police come and arrest them? Okay. Um, anyway, that'd be a three. Like, very neutral three in the end for me. Robert?
3: Yeah, I kind of teetered back and forth on a three and a two. And, uh, I think I'm going to go with a high two on this yeah. one. Um, <clears throat> third two. act. Uh, didn't, I mean, really, Yeah, uh, it just made me just lose interest at all in, in the movie completely so
0: yeah i mean part of me wants to give it a two but i'll stick with my three all right we're going to casting and acting i'll throw it back to you robert
3: one to five i, I didn't have any problem with the acting uh i mean the cat method acting was good <laughs> um uh, alexis <laughs> kind of grated at me a little bit i thought he was a little, a little over the top um but, you know, I think overall, I'll give it a four. I mean.
0: I'm going to stick with my three here because I didn't feel like, I don't know. It, it just didn't. Yeah, I, I feel pretty neutral about it, I guess, in the end. Maybe I could give it a four, but I'm going to give it a three. And uh, we'll go to Andy. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on the three. I, I don't think it was bad,
1: but I didn't think it was stellar. Uh, so I'm feeling very neutral as well. Okay, Michael
2: i'm going out to, to four I, I enjoyed chaotic Haley mills and uh the the male lead uh, peter McNary is i thought he was pretty good and he like well like is great at glaring and i mean the only <laughs> really weak point i thought was paco but uh other than paco uh, everybody everybody played it well I thought. Haley mills is
0: really interesting to me to come back to in this like Uh, context because i love Haley mills Um, Mm -hmm. but it's like she's just always kind of the same in all these movies and it's really funny to me yeah like in all the different contexts of all her characters she's still like oh what what are you doing huh what is this about oh
3: gee whiz
2: adjacent there
3: so yeah. we, we got canoe or mark here who, who,
2: oh canoe every day That's really yeah. close but you know yeah. what? it's got that, that sweet station wagon yeah this came out
3: in 64
1: that darn cat was 65
2: yeah, yeah that's crazy she seems a lot older than that to me well and you look at like um pollyanna is what 61 and yeah. she seems just like a little kid in that right, 60. right. yeah '1960.
3: Well, she's got yeah. such a wide range for, of age that she could, she could pull off.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Um, she's, she's, she's blossoming. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: She's very
0: a... nice. <laughs> All right. We're going to production value. I want to start this one off. I'm throwing down the gauntlet here. I know there was some bad rear projection, but I am going five. Uh Ooh. I really love the music. I thought the music was excellent. I thought the location shots were excellent. I thought the interiors were excellent. And if I'm thinking about, you know, it wasn't a hundred percent, um, but it's, it's an A for me. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it a five, uh, Robert.
3: I'm not going to give it a five. I'm going to go with a four. The day for night stuff was, was distracting, but I mean, everything else, I mean, I guess, I mean, you've kind of almost talked me into a five, but, uh, I'm still going to stick with a four. I think just it just missed on a few areas that push it over the top for me.
0: Sticking with the four and
2: Michael, what about you? I think you talked me into a five. I, uh, I mean, there were, there was some rear projection stuff that was not great. And there were a couple of that scene at the cove where they shoot him. And, uh, it just looks like a set from a whole nother movie, but still just everything else, especially compared to other output at this time, all the, all the location stuff, all the art direction of like the hotel mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. consulate place. Come on, and uh, the hearse. It, it was, what about the hearse? That hearse. Right? <laughs> what about the all masks? the festival stuff. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it it felt like a big movie, which these movies yeah. don't always
0: feel big. So I'll give it a five. And I think like you all were saying, uh, the rear projection stuff. It, it just feels like a Hitchcock movie, and mm-hmm. so the, the 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 where the Hitchcock movies. I feel like there's a day for night stuff and North by Northwest. And you know, mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. it's just kind of goes in that thing. So Andy, what about you? I'm with you. It's very close between
1: a four and a five, but since you, like you, Jeff and Michael both went five, I'm going to, I'm going to bounce it out with Robert and go four That'll kind of give us a 4.5. Cause that's
0: where I feel like it sits. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. at The end of the day. Okay, well, I'm going to keep with you, Andy. Entertainment value. What, how Were you entertained?
1: Oh, man, this, again, this one's really had me at the beginning. And then just that last third just really just nosedived for me. Uh, so in the end, again, uh, this is probably harsher than it really needs to be, but I'm going to go a two. Two? Yeah.
0: Two? Harsh. Harsh. I'm going to
1: bring it down to a two. Harsh.
0: Harsh. harsh. Michael, harsh. even it out for us. Come on.
2: What you got? Oh man, I don't know. I, I mean, I was really entertained by this. Uh, it it lost me towards the end. It's true, but gosh, I don't know. I, I mean, I I was gonna probably give it a three, but it's it's a high three. But I almost want to balance it out, like you said. So uh, I think I'll I'll stick with a three though but uh yeah I, what i enjoyed i really really did enjoy it mm-hmm.
0: i'll agree with you I, I i was gonna give it a four i think i'm um, cooler heads will prevail uh you know i i think about movies like this of like i don't have to watch the end you know you can watch it over again mm-hmm. like up until a certain point and stop
2: mm-hmm. but
0: uh but yeah the ending man is just such a dark mark on this one it just um,
2: needed to be shorter it yeah, just,
0: it goes on I too agree. long. Yeah. yeah, it's like two hours. And stuff. It's like they didn't even need to introduce Habib. It could have been like the consulate was the big baddie, and mm-hmm. that was and like at the house, all that stuff happened. Um, if they wanted to play it like that, anyway, Robert, I'm gonna let you have the last word here.
3: So you had a three on that one, Jeff? Correct. Okay, yeah, it was a three for me, too. I think it just, I mean, middle of the road ending. Um, middle of the road score, so three. Yeah, huh. That feels right. right,
1: though. I mean, yeah, if you yeah. think about it, the three you guys did three, the my two. I think it. That feels right.
0: Well, let's punch this into the computer that war tennis. You see what this got? What did the moon spinners get? How many uh, glares did it get?
3: It got three point three one glares. Okay, uh, bringing up. it in uh, with a tie for twentieth. Uh, with bocce balls at splash got a 3.31 as well and
0: splash just doesn't even register to me uh Mm -mm. and the that's interesting but yeah i mean 3.3 sounds about right
3: and coming in just above uh darby ogill and the little people stir about
0: that definitely seems right
3: yeah that feels right
0: okay any final words Uh, before we put the pin spinners to bed?
3: I mean, I came in, like I said, just blank. Uh, I was, I I loved a lot of what they did. And uh, you were right. And the glaring really had me, (laughs) really had me going there for a while, especially at the beginning, the first act. Like I I was sending Jeff pictures in return of glaring and Haley Mills was getting some glares in. Yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I just wish I wish oh it had a tighter ending because it could have been so good. And one of the one of the things I was reading about it was they thought at the time that maybe like adults thought it was too kiddy. It was too much for kids and kids thought it was too grown up. So it yeah. didn't, it kind of missed in the middle, but I like that they tried something different. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I wish they'd done more kind of stuff like this.
0: Yeah, I know. I like the
2: the uh, vision of it.
0: Uh, yeah, what did Leonard Maltin
2: have to say about it, Michael? Leonard Maltin said, "The Moon Spinners is much ado about nothing, as it turns out, at the end of nearly two hours of melodrama. But it's the kind of film that is so engaging along the way that one hardly minds the fact that there is no foundation to the whole effort." So, wow, It's kind of a great, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's entertaining, but in the end, there's. Not as much there as you'd like, so yeah yeah, okay well uh Robert,
0: we're going to close the books on this one. what's going to come up next
3: so i've you know taken a lot of heat even in this own this very episode i've taken heat for my uh my acting uh animal acting um and it began with the journey of natty gan uh, i didn't think too much of jed the uh, dog. <laughs> uh a movie uh, though i will add that journey of that gan got a 3.9 ray Weiss smolders um uh, putting it in the top 10 despite the bad acting by the uh, by jed the dog um but back to my point uh, i took a lot of heat because uh, jed the dog wolf uh, who uh, co-starred in the movie did not uh, meet my standards for animal acting and ever since when an animal makes an appearance in in a film as it did tonight, my uh, criticism is often brought up. Well, uh, I felt it was high time I give Jed, the dog wolf, a second chance. So next month is a movie I've uh, I've had on the front burner for a while. We've had to shuffle it around a couple of times in the seasons. Uh, but we're finally going to get it in this year. And it's the 1991 Disney classic, White Fang, starring Jed and a young Ethan Hawke. So we'll see if Jed's... Uh, sits and stares at his trainer off camera this time, or if he's uh, you know, a little more engaged, uh, in the scene than he was, um, in that again. So, uh, who's seen it?
0: I think I Michael s- and I went and saw
2: this at the movie theater, saw right? Saw it in the theater. Yeah. I, think yeah, I, I did
3: it. too. I, I remember seeing it. Um, i watched it several times. Uh, again, I, I think they showed him the wonderful world of Disney, didn't they? Probably. Oh, probably so, yeah. Or is yeah. either Disney Channel? I mean, I watched it again on television, but I, I saw it in the theaters as well. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen it since I saw it in
2: the theater.
0: So. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Andy, did you see? Nope, it? Nope, never seen it. Huh, <laughs> that's weird. Oh, well,
2: <laughs> who knew?
0: Well, I think it's safe to say that three out of four society members love animals and film, or at least understand the challenges filmmakers face in directing animals. Where do you stand on this topic, dear listener? Do you hold animal actors to the same standards as their human co-stars? Or do you feel like Robert does and they should be held to a higher standard? Or lower standard, perhaps? I don't know. Anyway, let us know on our social media accounts. Uh, No TikTok. Hmm. Uh, Medfield Film is where you can find us. Or... At info at medfieldfilm.com. That's an email address for those of you young ones. We still email. We still do.
2: Believe it or not. Are you a struggling restaurateur with locations in Soho, London? And a lovely little hotel combo in the beautiful Greek Isles-on-Crete? Well, don't turn to a life of crime to keep your businesses afloat. Find you someone that can take the catchy, unique name and make a rock-solid brand out of it. Hire internationally renowned graphic artist Todd Nabrick. He'll set you up with a restaurant sign, logos, menus, brochures, websites. He can do it all. He's a one-stop shop when it comes to graphics, and you won't be out whacking foolish bankers over the head, stealing their jewels and hiding them 1,500 miles away in the ocean off the coast of Crete. No, you hire Todd at Binding Graphics. You'll have your feet up, counting that money, glaring at out-of-towners that come snooping around. But you won't have to worry because that brand that Todd cooked up for you keeps him coming back for more despite your surly attitude. Yes, let Todd smooth out all your rough edges and make life easier for you. You know where to find him at bydandgraphics.com and on Upworks. Don't forget about the Upworks. Give Todd a call because he's going to make you look good despite your unpleasant disposition. All right,
0: so from all of us here at the Medfield College Film Society, to all of you, we wish you well. We will see you again soon with White Fang. So long. Proud are we
2: of Mighty Redfield, our mother dear, all your sons and daughters, hail
1: to me. Medfield, College of Technology, and while
2: we hold your banner high, rah rah, we shout your praises to the sky, rah rah, for proud are we, a mighty Medfield.